Welcome back to the Fear and Beer Podcast, where we discuss all things Halloween Horror Nights, horror movies, and just a little bit of beer. I'm Nick. And I'm Seamus. Like scary movies. Uh Uh-huh. Here's Johnny. It's alive. It's alive. It's alive. You miss me. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. Why? Before we get into tonight's episode, we want to remind all of those listening on Apple Podcasts to drop us a five-star review. It helps us grow as a podcast and build our audience. If you're listening on Spotify or any other platform, follow us, and don't forget to share with friends and family who might have a little bit of the strange in them as well. And while you're on those socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, be sure to find us, Fear and Beer Pod. Give us a like, share, and you can always message us. We love to interact with all you guys. All right. I always start with all right. Eh, fuck it. We're keeping it. We're talking Cary, Ohio today. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Hello there. Okay, so Cary, Ohio, I guess is, or welcome to Scary or whatever that house is going to be is about as confirmed as confirmed can be. They haven't said it, but the sign's up. Well, I think they since we've basically got confirmed the icons. I mean, Cary is kind of their like their like yeah. second biggest. Thing, original thing. IP yep. that they that our internal like thing that they've got. Yep. So I my assumption is that we can pretty much guarantee we're gonna get something Gary. Oh yeah, that's for sure. So if you guys have not seen the pictures yet, they've been thrown about the IGs, the Facebooks, the Twitters, the tweeters, whatever. They got welcome to carry with a little red s and it looks like the little picture perfect 50 style family is there an actual sign above mib because i know you mentioned something about like am mm-hmm. i there being something in is there something in the park as of right now yes oh there is there yep yep okay. so there's been a, a picture of i see i didn't actual, see that okay so there's there's a picture of the actual like facade out in front of the tent oh i'm gonna have to look for already it. so yeah i can either show it to you or if you but if you look around twitter or instagram it's it's generally on oh, one I'm of sure sites I can find somewhere it. but yeah so like i said it's about as confirmed as confirmed can be and then we got one other little house cleaning thing that we should probably discuss before we get into carry um haunting a hill house we got a confirmation video we got merch that's out right now the haunting a hill house t-shirt is out for sale in that little merch preview area over at universal it might be like the little pass holder area but got a lot of cool stuff I saw a lot of people talking about Haunting a Hill House. We are big fans of that show, that series. Not as much Bly Manor, I think. Yeah, I'm definitely not a Bly Manor yeah. fan. I liked Hill House a lot more than I liked Bly Manor. Um, I actually, to be honest with you, and this is probably going to get me some hot water, but I didn't finish Bly Manor. Yeah, I, just, was, I couldn't get through it. I had to finish it just because I started it, but I'm very glad that Hill House, there's a lot of stuff that can work with that. So we might have to do a deeper dive on that series. Um, to come, maybe what we can do is we can set something up with Kevin and do like a review. Yeah, because he hasn't like seen that series review. Yeah, if I can, if we can get him to watch it before the start of the yeah. event. But either way, yeah, I mean, we don't want to take up too much of the airwaves with that because everybody already kind of has yeah. gone over it a million a times. Lot of people so. talked about it, and and it, it's gonna be a great house. It, it might be the best IP house that we get this year. I still think it's going to be one of the higher wait times too. Yeah. I think if I, well, if I remember correctly, I think I was pretty sure it was going to be one of the higher wait times. I think it's going to be one of the bigger draws. Yeah, it definitely is. So we'll, we'll discuss that at a later time, but what we saw people not really jumping on quite yet was the whole Cary, Ohio. And Cary, Ohio has a long, long folklore. It has a lot of history in HHN. So we're going to, we're going to touch on that a little bit today and we're going to kind of go through as many 
houses, scare zones that we think are are probably going to be in this or are on the on the cusp, and we're going to give you like a thumbs up, thumbs down, yes or no, if we think that we're going to see eh, maybe a portion of the house, uh, maybe a, a reference. We'll discuss each thing item by item. But before that, let's get into some beers, and we got two different ones today. Yeah, it wouldn't be fear and beer if we didn't have beer, right? And I did kind of tie these in a little bit. So after Seamus kind of goes in on those, we'll uh, we'll discuss. Yeah, well, let me go through the one that I got anyways. And Nick was right. The, this one's re- somewhat relevant. I mean, it's definitely spooky. It's called Gravedigger Ale. It's called Gravedigger Ale. And um, it looks like it's a golden ale, but it's got peaches and pineapples in it, which Ooh. is really interesting. Um, like when I, when I first saw the can, I was like, yeah, that one's definitely going to be the one I, I have because I saw peaches and pineapple. So I'm thinking sour. But this is saying golden ale, hmm. so I'm not sure it's going to be sour at all. I mean, it's probably going to be definitely some, you know, f- like some. It's if it's going to have more of a fruity, you know, base to it. You're going to get some of that fruit off of it, but it's also a golden ale, so it's going to be light. It should be refreshing. That that type of um, lighter summer type ale. But it, you know, the can art's awesome. It's like some like Viking looking like. Well, I didn't say Viking, but like he's got like a Viking Santa Claus beard. This is best I can describe <laughs> it, and he looks like almost like he's wearing like a like a Leatherface outfit minus the mask, right. and he's pulling up a skeleton that's on fire by his hair. So definitely fits the theme, especially with um, some of the icons that are coming back. Yeah, but I figured I figured a big tie-in with Cary Ohio is caretaker. What well, do you right. do? Yeah, he that was, works. He was robbing graves. He was the grave digger, stealing bodies to work on and stuff like that. Exactly. So. What do you what do you, what do you got over there on your I'm going back to, to the the familiar well, and I'm going back to Hidden Springs Ale work, and this is Casserolin with the Homies. It's a sweet potato casserole inspired sour ale with milk sugar. So this thing I've had this before. It's definitely one of my favorites from them. The whole sweet potato casserole thing with a sour sounds like it is not meant to be, but this thing actually has a very nice. Yeah. I'm not a huge sweet potato end. guy, so I haven't had that one. Um, my guess is that it's not like as sweet potatoey as I was. It's not a big it sweet be. potato taste. No. I'm just I'm not a. I was one of those like as a kid, like I, I stole a sweet potato fry from my mother or something, and I <laughs> ate it. And I was like, yeah, this is not for me. Nope. Um, so I've always kind of been like averse to them, but like I'm sure that it's not nearly as bad yeah, as no, my mind is, is picturing. But yeah, no, I, I like this one, and I mean casserole with the homies. Um, I mean, that can tie in with Cary, Ohio, because we're going to be rolling with all these Cary, Ohio so, Yeah, peeps. and yours is, like you think you mentioned it, yours is a Hidden Springs, right? Yep. So that's obviously out of Tampa. I mentioned, I forgot to mention my brewery. It's Sailfish out of Fort Pierce, Florida. So a couple local breweries, some, some you know, local Florida goodness. There we go. Um, and I did, with, I wanted us. to mention, I didn't mention it, but... So the one I've got, it it looks like they got their pineapples from Fresh Florida, which is like a oh, that's cool, like a fresh grown, like you know, obviously like the, the citrus groves here aren't really a thing anymore. Yeah. Um. So anytime we can get some like decent fresh fruit from in state is really cool. Yeah. So it's kind of cool they said something up with that. But uh, let's crack these bad boys. Give them a got. shot. See what we think about them. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I think well, it this definitely is, smells like an ale. For I sure. think this is one of my last Hidden Springs ale work, so we're gonna have to take a Tampa trip soon. Oh yeah, for restock sure. Restock the fridge. Is that the same? Is that, is that from the same yeah. trip that we went a yeah. few months ago? I I, I make ago? these things last because I I've also bought some from the stores in between that as well. Um, 
Serenity Now is a big one of mine that I like to buy. Bear Lasers was good. So I just, this is definitely my, this is my go-to local brewery. It is. Uh, Hidden Springs the cake. Is, Hidden Springs is the bomb. I mean, we, I mean, I think Nick and I have said ad nauseum how much we love their stuff. And it seems like every few weeks they're releasing something that you're like, oh, it's, they always have drive a new to one. Tampa to get. And the yeah. thing is, we're not that close to Tampa. So yeah. it's like, do I want to drive an hour and a half to get beer? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, to get I a do, four pack of beer. I do. But then at the same time, I'm like, ah. Oh, can't yeah, find it's tough to, to justify it. that for sure. Yeah, I mean, mine's good. It's got that. It's a little bit darker than like a blue moon, but it's not. It's not translucent. You can't see through it. It's definitely yeah. got that sweet potato look, and the scent. You don't really get much sweet potato off the nose. It's just really that sour. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because it's a sour ale, and it's got milk sugar, so you can definitely tell that it's it's thicker. It's yep. de- it definitely looks like it's it's gonna be a little bit of a sweet to it. Um, because of the sugar, so it's interesting that like so it's sweet potato, you yeah. can get a sour out yeah. of it, and I don't it's know, like it's, just... ca- it's a casserole too. So they throw like marshmallow in there, like flavoring. I think it was so like, and there's there's marshmallows on the on the the picture of it at least. So that's yeah, super different. And mine definitely smells like an ale. I mean, it's it's definitely hazier for a traditional ale. So it's there's definitely more to it. It's not as hazy as yours no, or as yeah, hazy you as like a Nipa. See, yeah. I can see my shadow, my, fish, my I, fingers. I, I, I put it, yours at like a, a like a six or seven. Mine's at like an eight or a nine right. for like translucency. But it smells great. I mean, the nose is you definitely got that ale, but you can definitely get some of that pineapple off of it. It says it's got peach in it too. Huh. I got um, a lot of fruit in that one. But definitely more pineapple than peach. So I'm going to take a swig of this yeah, and see what happens. Let's get in on these things. Cheers. 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 Ooh, that's really good. So I might have lied. Mine does have a little bit of sweet potato taste on it. More than I remember. Because that milk sugar just like coats it at the end. So it's just well, smooth. The milk sugar definitely, what it does is it gives you a a sweeter taste, but it also gives you more of a, like a, I don't want to say a thick mouthfeel because it sounds yeah. really awful. But <laughs> It's no. a weird. We were about mouth, uh, yeah. door cockers. So. <laughs> yeah, no more. Either way. The door cockers are still on sale in case anybody wants a fear and beer door <laughs> either cocker. Way. Either way. Uh, but it definitely gives you a, a creamier mouthfeel. Um, that probably sounds just as bad. But um, <laughs> If you, you didn't you understand the door cocker reference, right. go listen to our yeah, last yeah, episode where like we talked about episodes Because that was just, oh, was it? Oh, that was our icon. It was the that was icon our icon one, not the purge one. Yeah. That listen to the our icon episode with Kevin and Jimmy where we uh, they're they're HHN newbies. We showed them pictures and they had to give us what they think the icons were. It's a really fun episode, lots of good stuff, and uh, we got the term door cocker out of it. So I mean, it, it's a win all around. Oh, we're getting a door cocker shirt. I hope. <laughs> yeah. Oh, at that's, some point. that's our next shirt. You know what? <laughs> Since we brought up shirts, let's just drop the news right in the middle. Oh yeah. Okay, let's just drop. We brought up right? shirts. Maybe we'll make a door cocker shirt. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Before we get into, we just hit our beer. Before we get into our Cary Ohio talk, let's talk about t-shirts. We are going to be dropping another batch of shirts on August 3rd to celebrate one month until Horror Nights. Let's go. So we're going to drop. We're not sure which ones yet, but we're working with a handful of not necessarily local artists because we have friends, people, friends, close, close relatives, friends. tattoo artists. We're, we're, gonna, we're working with each person. Each person is going to give us a t-shirt design of their own style. They're going to... You know, take the fear and beer, the horror, the beer, whatever aspect they want, they're going to run with it. And we're going to plug each artist on each shirt that they design. So check out their artwork, check out what they offer for services. Some people do, you know, 
drawings for hire. Some people do graphic design. Some are tattoo artists that you can actually go get artwork done from. Um, we're gonna actually have more info on this later, but I figured since we were talking about door cocker tees, we might as well <laughs> might as well bring this up. But we got a lot of cool stuff in the works. Yeah, seriously, keep um, keep an eye on our T public if you haven't already found it. Um, we're gonna have a bunch of cool new stuff going up there. Hopefully, like you know, we'll have maybe even another drop to celebrate the actual but start yeah, maybe of AGN. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But it's crazy to think we're, we're like what we're like a month and a half away we're from, close. from start. We're closing in. I think there's seven weeks left. We're closing in. Labor Day's coming. And and they it's haven't be scary. They haven't dropped fear and beer. Uh, fear and beer. <laughs> they haven't dropped uh, freak freaking fears. fear yet. I mean, come on, come on, Universal. You definitely do me a solid. Definitely pal. getting getting a little tense on that, but I cannot see any logic behind not doing yeah that. i can't either i know that the community's having kind of a kerfuffle about it but like i i can't imagine they won't do it like i know that like it makes with, too much sense with the pandemic and stuff but since they're basically full capacity at this point with with annuals already like yeah i mean my, my guess is they're gonna eventually drop it but they might be just waiting I, for the last second i think they're waiting it. to get as many single day ticket sales as they can pad the pockets a little bit and then you know they could drop it the week before and everyone that would have gotten one is going to get one already but let's get into carry ohio so this is i'm gonna try to i don't want to say speed through some of these but we do have a lot to talk about and and this could be this could be a three four hour episode if we wanted to do a super deep dive into carry ohio and each house has a ridiculous storyline stuff like that so we're, we're just going to quickly go through it but carry ohio fun fact is actually a real town in the wyandotte county and if that sounds familiar, it's because they use that term as well. It's actually the hometown of Laura Sales, who I believe is a manager of creative development. So they actually just kind of took some truth to her backstory and, and intertwined it with HHN history. But it started appearing at Horror Nights in, in 2002, but it wasn't officially named Cary, Ohio uh, until 2008. And that's when they started to actually like implement that area throughout the park and through history. So, and there's a bunch of characters, houses, scare zones, and there's even a sister city to Cary, Ohio, which housed a couple houses. I know two for sure, and that's uh, Carey, France, and that's where, um, and, and we'll just dismiss these two automatically because I think being that the sign says Cary, Ohio, I think we're not going to focus on the, the ones that no. had to do with France. I think, I, I think at one point earlier... In either in the year or late last year, I think I had may may have mentioned that potentially it could relate to a another sister city, but maybe in the Midwest somewhere. Yeah. But I definitely think it's we're going right back to the to the source. Just Cary, Ohio. Yeah, I mean, Carey, the Carey France thing is cool. It's, it was a nice little callback, yeah. I think, for one like, mid year but... season. Yeah. Um, but because this is the thirtieth. Yeah, we're Cary, Ohio. There's plenty to pick from. So the, the the two that stuck out that were from France was the Catacombs Black Death Rising House from 2010 and the Gothic House in 2012. But I'm just going to say off the bat that I, I think thumbs down. I don't think we're going to see either of those two in Cary, Ohio, because it just wouldn't really make sense for the France ones to somehow just migrate to Cary, Ohio. So let's start chronologically. So we're going to talk Scream House. It was a house in 2002, and then there was a sequel house, 2003, called Scream House Revisited. And the location of this was Shady Oaks Cemetery and Funeral Home. And if that sounds familiar, obviously that's... Uh, well, for the, the uh, for the listeners that are long-term H, long-time HHN yeah. fans, they know what this is. But. Yeah, so that's the caretaker's <laughs> domain. Or if you're... Um, Reflections of Fear or the Scream Queens that's uh, Daddy Kane's uh, dungeon <laughs> of 
immaculate pleasure. <laughs> but uh, the Shady Oak Cemetery is the storyline is that it's been closed for years, 10 years or so, because there was a big discovery that this is the, the time the caretaker was found doing these really unnatural experiments. And, and Dr. Albert Kane and his family, they use dead corpses as their kind of playthings, kind of Texas Chainsaw-y, um, and sometimes would like stage big parties in their funeral parlor with all these dead corpses. And, and somebody actually witnessed it one night, and two teens decided to take a spooky stroll through the graveyard and they heard loud music playing and they saw through the windows these people just dancing with corpses so fast forward the story they burn the house down kill caretaker blah 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 blah, supposedly um but but that was what the scream house was the scream house was essentially going through that parlor house so you get very like haunted mansion-y vibes you get like there was a section where it was like it's almost like a, like the the house in Clue. Like there's the ballroom, there's the observatory, yeah, there's the greenhouse. There's, I mean, it was pretty much just going through a haunted house of sorts. Right. I mean, I mean, again, I I wasn't going to it at that point, but everything I've read and kind of like watched about it and kind of seen what I could find, at least what I could find about it, it kind of comes off as that like standard haunted house type, yeah, like house basic. of horrors type type yep. thing. Um, and, and let's be honest, I mean. The caretaker is a great character. He definitely comes off as kind of like that standard creepy grave di- grave type yeah. character. Yeah, that um, Doctor Chuckley kind of like. Yeah. So I think, but but coming back, and we'll get to it. But coming back to 2008 when they actually introduced Carrie as like a legitimate like setting and an entity and then tying him into that, I think yeah. it was a great idea. Yeah, because it uh, gives him more more leverage in the story yeah. i guess and and i did get a lot of this information off hhn wiki so i want to shout them out for being a you know a huge resource but i found one funny little paragraph that he included in the in the description of this house and i'm going to read it as is because it was just hysterical i, I started reading it and i was fucking cracking up um so according to hhn wiki they posted this not my story it's theirs one night, they were filming the first Grinchmas commercial next to the soundstage, and they and and they ran into a fully costumed, in character Grinch during set change. So he ran onto the soundstage, followed um followed the baby pew, and and did a a quick scare in the house before leaving. So like <laughs> people were walking through, and instead of like you know an undertaker the caretaker or like that's good yeah it's just the fucking grinch (laughs) it's just amazing but um that was their story i thought that was pretty funny that's funny um (laughs) so for me i'm gonna say that um it's tough i i think that i don't think we're gonna see scream house no like from there because this was before it was even technically carried well we backtracked it said it's carried and that i mean that and the fact that the the caretaker is essentially an icon at this point. So yeah. like he's he's gonna be if anything he's gonna be roped into the icon house, stuff yes. more so than to the carry Ohio. Yeah, house. I think and, and I think going down the list there's a couple other like haunted housey things that hold more carry Ohio than the caretaker holds to carry Ohio. So I think yeah. that those will be more yeses for that because you can't oversaturate this thing with haunted houses. Right. While haunting of Hill House is also a house. Right, and I mean we're. Under the assumption that this house is going to be like a compilation yes, carry house, I believe more so, so than like a be, new story. In my idea, this is a like walk through town, a stroll through town, as you yeah. will, and you're going to go in and out of these these random little things. Yep. So next up, we have Schoolhouse. So this was actually a scare zone in 2008, 
and it was based off of the school haunt from 2005. Okay. So the location of this is Cary Elementary. Yep. And the scare zone of this was pretty much it was the kids of uh, Mr. Renshaw's class. They, they cut class and they show up to the scare zone in a school bus all decked out in like this old timey Halloween costume and they kill people. That's pretty much the basis of a scare zone. Obviously, we know scare zones don't have as much of a story, but the characters were really cool. They have like that old timey, like really creepy old school like Halloween costumes, like the stupid plastic like Easter Bunny face, yeah, like you, the creepy. It makes you feel almost like 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 early haunts, like early mm-hmm. actual like 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 walkthrough haunts where yeah. it's like you know clearly like it's a cheap cost. They look like what's called like, they look like what sorry they look what look like cheap costumes i watched a video a youtube video somebody posted it of, of those characters coming off the bus yeah and it definitely kind of gave me gave me that like like overacting feel like they definitely yeah. are a little over they're acting a little bit more than they should have mm-hmm. but it's still it, it's almost like a retro type of thing like it, yeah. for me it feels like going to like an old school haunt from like 20 years ago mm-hmm. or 30 years ago and like a mid-90s haunt where yes. it's like still kind of like the height of it but it's still goofy at the same time mm-hmm. i think we'll see schoolhouse I think you we're going to so? see an aspect of this, whether it's hmm. because it's I think it's very different than all, a lot of the other. And that's where I'm going to kind of pick. There's like there's like five or six things that I think we're going to see. Um, and this is definitely on the lower end of my comfortability factor of saying we're going to get it. This is probably the lowest one where I'm like, I don't know, but it's more yes than no for me just because it's it's different. Yeah. So I, I could see us seeing a like an elementary classroom and like kids in the classroom. I could see the school bus being. Yep. outside or something so i'm gonna go yes on on some sort of reference from the school zone so i think from my perspective um again being that i only knew as much as i read about today about schoolhouse i do actually think that this could potentially be like a reference i don't know if you're gonna get like a full like scene like a section yep. devoted to it mm-hmm. But like you just said, I think you might get like a school bus, or even on a school bus, you might get some like masks hanging, some, some, or some either some scare actors wearing like those type of costumes yep. and terrorizing people as you walk into the house, or maybe when your first scene could be a school bus with like a you know a murdered school bus driver yeah. and like you know some some costumes like smokes scare. it's on a side, smokes coming yeah. out, the wheels are turning, right? So nothing like like overtly referencing schoolhouse mm-hmm. but like enough for your like longtime fans they'd be like yeah. oh that's schoolhouse yeah, yeah. That's, that's a little little easter egg yeah being marvel fans we're used to searching for little easter eggs right so. exactly <laughs> we're reading into things way too much yeah oh yeah <laughs> all right so next up we have the spawning which is a house from 2008 and this is located in the wyandotte county water treatment it, loosely because it's most it's also in the sewers and stuff but the basis of this was little two feet uh two foot like snarl yeah wow words are hard creatures <laughs> Two foot tall snake like creatures. Called Skulders. Skulders. Right? Yep. Yeah. They they move into the sewers of Cary, um, you know, quote unquote the Wyandotte County. And it's up to you, the quote unquote volunteers who are just the, the guests walking through, to venture into the sewers and seek out these creatures. Other than that, I I don't think this was a very I, I could be wrong. I don't know if this was a very popular house. To me, it seems very very basic, very boring. The creatures didn't look that cool. Um, I think this is a solid no for me. Yeah, I mean, I think this... So this house gave me the... Or gives me the impression that it was kind of designed around, like, you know, the, the those, like, 70s, 80s sci-fi horror movies where, like, the creatures come from from seemingly nowhere to, yeah. like, take over a small town. Yeah. Um, very goofy, very, um, very much like the 
killer clowns from outer space type yeah, like comic, type thing comic style where almost. it's like where it's like not overtly funny but there's enough comedic elements to it where it's yeah. like oh this is look look like it's they're laughable. creatures and i think it was a convenient way to tie it into mm-hmm. carrie so yeah i don't i don't think we'll see this at all yeah um i think there's it's it's not it's not as recognizable. I feel like there's yeah. other elements of the Carrie story that are more recognizable, yes. which would fit a 30-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. I could see them doing a house down the road that kind of takes this idea, yeah. but doesn't tie it into to Carrie at all. I mean, almost like... Um, it's kind of like Dead Waters, almost. Or, or, or the um, one that was uh, in, in, in 2019, the... Um, Depths of fear. Depths of fear. Same idea, yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. like creatures underwater type yeah, thing. Yeah, it's, so. it's been done. You know, the story wasn't crazy, and I and I think that tying it to Carrie, Ohio, helped that elevate the house up a little bit more for the fans. Mm-hmm. Um, had it not been related to Carrie, Ohio at all, it would have probably just been a, a dud essentially. So my guess is they probably tied it in last second, just to get a little extra push, push. out of it or whatever. Yeah. yeah, but I think I think when you think Carrie, Ohio, this would probably be one of the last things you think about. Uh, when it comes to, you know, you know, prevalence Probably. in the in the, in the lore of of Carrie, I Ohio. would assume so. Yeah, I mean, again, I can't speak for all the longtime fans, but for me, it's definitely not one that I think Stands brings up. people to the park. <clears throat> yeah, no, not at all. Next up, we have Leave It to Cleaver. This was a house from 2009, um, and this is located at Meets Meat. This is this has a. A long, long list. So I did my best just to put it into a paragraph. But it's a very basic story. But there's a. It was posted about last year. I forget who who posted, but they posted like a. a yeah, they a were doing stories, story. right? Yeah. yeah. So they did one on Meets Meat, and I read some of it. Um, but yeah, so this is it's pretty much Samuel Meats is the town butcher for Cary, Ohio, and he carries nothing but the freshest meats for the town's people. And there's lots of transients and lawbreakers. So I don't think it's coincidental that they have the freshest meat in town. Yeah, no one said it had to be animal meat. Nope, right? it's definitely not. So their local delicacy is a little bit too fresh for my liking, I would say. You don't have a cannibalistic tendency no, or anything? No, not that? as much. No, not so much. Not since uh, not since the 90s. <laughs> not since, <laughs> not since, not since the, the last time I yeah. did it and it was... Ugh. Yeah, rough ride. Um, but Meat's Meat is a just a pretty prolific cornerstone of Cary, Ohio. Uh, just his imagery is very iconic. Like a, a lot of the stuff that is is definitely tying to this Cary, Ohio aesthetic is very like 50s style stuff. And he has that like 50s style like ambassador to the brand. He, he's very iconic compared to Meets Meat. You know, you have like the McDonald's and you have Ronald McDonald. You have Meets Meat and you have Samuel Meats where he's got like the human body and the big caricature head. And it's just very goofy looking. It's very, how could this be a bad thing? There's no right. way that this guy, whatever. Um, so, and with having it that, like that 50s element of this character, and then seeing that welcome to Carrie sign in that picture, which is also very 50s esque, I think that it's a given. I think Meets Meat has to be in this house. The butcher shop, him, has to be not just a reference this needs to be in there as a a section of the house yeah i'm with you there i think this might be the one that you and i completely agree with agree on each other i think this is the one you and i completely (laughs) agree with each other about because yeah i think he's too iconic for Mm -hmm. not to be included for to to not be included i mean if 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 they were to do a, a carry reunion house or a carry you know anniversary house and not include meets meets i think that like, what's the point of doing a carry house at that point? It would be I think, very troubling. I, I think he's just 
it, that that whole scene needs to, like you just said have it needs to have its own room like you walk like you said almost if it's like a tour of the town one of the scenes two of the scenes really have to encompass the butcher shop i mean yep. you can't not include him yeah if you're doing a, a carry ohio house. And, and what i hope they do is i hope there's a cold section i hope you go into like yes. the actual butcher room the sensory type section yep. that that mm-hmm. i've said a million times i'll say it a million ten i'm a sucker i'm a whore for the sensory houses that Yeti house, Jesus Christ! Like I will. It is cool. It's that's that's my that's my. To fucking, me, that's universal. That's my, and that's my juice right there. Yeah, that, that's universal. Going on a you know, going hard with the you know, trying to make you not just like visually stimulated like, or orally stimulated, yeah. orally stimulated ears, <laughs> like hearing. Um, God, I'm I'm on a roll. Tonight. It gets the plums <laughs> going. I am on a roll tonight. Um, no. I can I feel think, it in I my think, plums. Yeah, I mean, trying to get all your senses involved when it comes to like yeah. a house, it, it it only just intensifies the feelings yeah, of being in there. Like right. all the houses have the sights and like some have the touch, but like few have the feel and the smell. And the feel and the smell are like the most important. For yeah, me. I mean, my idea would you you'd walk into like the butcher shop and you see like meats, meat, like the guy, like mm-hmm. the butcher and everything there, and you see all the nasty stuff, and then like you walk into the cooler, into the back, and you go in the cooler, and you go up. That's, right. That's how I kind of envision it too. You kind of walk in towards it, and then on like your left and right, it's almost like you're walking down a deli aisle with those big glass encounters with like body parts flies going right. around you know yep. Yep. very grotesque and then you kind of walk into the back through the meat flaps like the meat curtain flaps yep. and then there that's kind of where meats uh meat is gonna be uh hacked up and sold for the day packaged for the day yeah so i think it's i think we're definitely gonna see some leave it to clear references if not a whole section in this house next up we have legendary truth the wyandotte estate it's a house from 2010 and it's located at the wyandotte estate so the spirit seekers, we kind of talked about them briefly a very long time ago. So essentially, it's just kind of what they are is they're taking over this locally revered haunted house and they bring this this machine with them. Now this machine is it's a new machine and it kind of conjures up spirits and brings them out. And they're kind of like you know like we talked about this came out the 2010. So this is when all the ghost hunting shows were the big thing on A and E or or whatever the TV networks were. But this is their kind of way of cashing in on that that talk they go to the Wyandotte estate this thing was built in the 20s by Malcolm Wyandotte and story goes that he built it with his wife and then one night on October 30th 1929 he murdered 13 guests and his wife so when the spirit seekers start to do a live stream from the house they fire up their machine they start bringing the spirits in and it brings back more than they bargained for so now this was the house I was kind of referencing prior when I said that we probably wouldn't get something from Scream House because how many haunted housey places can you do? I'm still on the fence about this one because it is, I don't think as like iconically tied in, but the legendary truth is. So I don't know if it's, if the Wyandotte estate aspect is going to be in it or if I'm more voting yes because the legendary truth. But either way, I'm leaning towards yes, we're going to get some sort of Legendary Truth, and, and I think Wyandotte Estate makes its way in as, like, the one, maybe two, but, like, just, like, haunted, housey kind of places. And, and I think it'll kind of dive more, less Legendary Truth Spirit Seekers, more the Malcolm Wyandotte story, that maybe it, maybe it's him killing the guests instead of having it be, like, ghosts. So, yeah, I'm with you. Um, I don't think that this one's actually going to be 
Well, I'm probably even more so than you. I don't think we're going to get anything regarding this one. From I think Legendary Truth or Wyandotte? From or the Wyandotte really estate. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not, a, again, I'm not an expert on, on the Legendary Truth. You probably yeah. have to like explain it a little bit to me, yeah. but I think if anything, you might get, again, kind of like a schoolhouse reference where you might see something. Yeah. For those that like recognize it, it'll be like, oh yeah, it's a cool, cool callback or whatever. But it's, you're not going to get anything as far as like overtly like, hey, this is what this was evolved with yeah. back in 2010. Um, I think that the whole haunted like ghost adventure type stuff, I mean, it, it's still kind of big, but it's not nearly as popular as it was 10, 15, 10, well, 10, 11 years ago. Yeah. And I know that this was kind of like designed around that because they actually have a video I watched today um, on this house where they had the ghost hunters guys go through it. Okay. Like, and they filmed them and interviewed them and whatever. Yeah. And yeah. So you can definitely thought they put this house together to kind of like feed For off that. to feed off of that interest. Yeah. So I think now is less interest in it. So I, I again, I don't, I don't want to say that it's not going to happen. Mm. I just don't think you're going to get anything overtly. Yeah. I, I am. I'm not sure. Like I said, this is, I, I'm still like up in the air. I'm going to say yes. Um, because I think the Wyandotte estate is pretty cool. Um, I think the story of it. So maybe we jump right back to the 1920s and we see, you know, Malcolm kind of slashing and dashing his whole family or friends and family or whatever. Right. So I'm, I'm going to say yes, just for the sake of checking the box of like haunted housey things. But yeah, and it was a pretty well-renowned house, I believe. So let's dive now into the orphanage, Ashes to Ashes. This is a house from 2010, and it takes place at the Good Harvest Orphanage. So the setting was obviously the orphanage, and it was again in the 1920s. So and, and the house pretty much was kind of in the middle of burning down. And this was this was like the introduction of Cindy caretaker's daughter okay and then there yep. was the burnt out shell of the orphanage and it contains the souls of the forgotten and the last blah, blah, blah. ashes to ashes forever now dust for years she has existed in the shadows never giving her due misunderstood by all around her she had enough of her playthings at good harvest orphanage and it is time for her vengeance so pretty much this was a story of cindy burning down the orphanage where she was and the house just kind of walks through that aspect this was supposed to be cindy's year as the icon however we talked previously that they canned her as an icon sent it over to caretaker it, it took her off the icon mantle but it didn't affect the house essentially this house probably would have been more popular had she been the actual icon so to say but i i, I don't know if it was that i don't know this is tough because i don't think cindy is going to be in the icon house but i don't know if she's strong enough in this carry ohio story here to include in the welcome to carry house itself this year you know what i mean it's weird it's kind of like this house is definitely the most on the fence between icon house and carry house for me yeah um again it's kind of like going back to the wyandotte estate i think that you might get a reference to the orphanage but i don't know if you're going to get anything in depth this house like burn because it would just make it wouldn't make too much not that a mix match house needs to make sense with a story but it does seem a little a little bit of a stretch, I'd say. I mean, if anything, we might like walk by a, a sign <clears throat> that, that says, says like, like the orphanage orphan. or whatever, and you see the orphanage yeah. kind of off to the stuff in the distance or whatever. But I don't think it's gonna be focused again, on... any overt walking through a scene basically set up in the orphanage. Yeah, no, so because I'm gonna... Cindy was never really made a an icon, right? No. She was never really used. No, no. So I mean, unless they're introducing Cindy this year. 
Yeah, I mean, she's been introduced. I don't think she'll ever be considered an icon um, or, like, introduced as one because, like, she's already there. So it would yeah. be weird to, like, go back. And I, I think I'm going to stick with my gut feeling is that, no, we're not going to get something from the orphanage. Uh, but that's just my gut instinct. I'm, I mean, could be off, if she isn't going to be is. an icon, it is, I mean, there might be more. Um, there might be more incentive to to use her in the carry house, and that's why I'm kind of debating. So maybe they maybe they are going to show something with yeah. it. Maybe she'll be the focal point of the house. Yeah, and that's why I'm kind of debating it too. But I'm going to go with, with with no on this one, and, and we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. Well, we'll time will tell, I guess. So next up, we have H. Our Blood and Guts presents Holidays of Horror. This was a house in 2011, and the location of this was WKNB. And this house follows the story of Larry Kurtzberg. He's a retired actor who is now works as a taxidermist, which those occupations obviously just go hand in hand. That so makes if sense. Fails an actor, yeah. you can just go stuff a dead yeah, fox or something. Yeah. So he gets a call one day. And it's actually Lady Luck, but she disguises herself as his agent and offers him a role as a creature feature host called H.R. Blood and Guts. So he becomes enthralled into this role, and he kind of just, he, he takes it on to himself, almost like how Heath Ledger did with Joker. It just kind of took over his body. Um, <laughs> and as time goes by, the ratings start to fall due to you know the disturbing nature of the show, and the producer pulls the plug. So this obviously didn't go over well with him, with... Not Larry, but now H.R. Blood and Guts. So what he did was he pulled his producer onto set, and he tortures him on camera. Yeah, why not? And this house was kind of like that comedy house. It was it was a very feel, well, I don't want to say feel-good house, but it was a fun house. And it went through each little holiday. There was Valentine's Day, 4th of July, Easter, Arbor Day, St. Patty's, President's Day, Thanksgiving, Christmas, you name it, he killed him to it. So it's kind of almost like a... It... Obviously, every house is themed, but it kind of gives you that, like, over-the-top theming. Where yes. It's like, let's... let's so gimmicky. Let's use, like, yeah, every gimmick you can think of yes. when it comes to, like, certain holidays. And I think that's cool. I mean, it's one of those houses where I, I wish I had gone and seen it. Yeah, this one sounds like a blast. Yeah, so this was a super, obviously, just throw-everything-at-the-wall kind of gimmick blast. But I, I don't think we're going to see anything of the holiday aspect of this house. But I think it would be cool to see the studio, the actual, the WKNB studio, and, and kind of bring us HR Blood and Guts, because that is a pretty memorable name, memorable character. I think it offers like a very distinct, different setting. You know, if we're going through, if I'm just kind of mentally going back, the ones I said yes to, you know, Schoolhouse is very different. Meets Meet is very different. You throw in like a radio station that's very different. So it, it'll make it feel like all little aspects of the town are kind of hit. So I I think we do. I'm going to say yes that we see something from HR Blood and Guts. Probably not the holidays aspect, but something with that area. Yeah, I think I'm with you there. It's almost <clears throat> like the orphanage before. I think it's going to be one of those things where they reference the radio station. Yeah. And kind of throw like, you know, you're walking by it or they're throwing something up to kind of get Audio. You. It's like, yeah, well, you're now listening to WKNB. Maybe, yeah, or maybe there might be like a poster for like HR Blood and Guts or something yeah. like that. But you'll see something referencing it, yeah. but you're not going to get any overt characters like, yeah. or scare actors related to it. I think we'll get a section. Mm, that's tough. I don't know if they'll devote a whole section to it, but there'll definitely be some sort of reference. That's for sure. Next up, we have Dead End, the house from 2012, and this one's located at the Hartford Mansion. 
Now, this was a house built in the 1890s by Catherine and Victor Hartford, and their life was mundane until their death in 1950s. Again, we're getting that 50s tie-in. And then in the 1980s, there was a group of kids that believed the house was haunted because it was decrepit and eerie and gross and icky and yucky and all that good stuff, and they snuck into the mansion, and they told stories about strange things that had happened there. And then each of the ghost hauntings in the house that are told come to life. Now, again, I don't know how many mansions we can stick in this place. It's not going to be Cary, Ohio presents the mansions of Cary, Ohio. This, I, I think that this one is going to be a very easy no. I'm sure it was a great house, but I just think the storyline doesn't tie into Cary as more, more than the fact that the, it's in Cary, Ohio's city limits. I think that this is just wouldn't be recognizable past the fact that it's a haunted house and we can't afford to waste the the top tier spots in this house for just another haunted mansion yeah i i again for me this is one of those that like i think which i'm trying to think which one it was i said but i think almost like the sewer one the spawning (laughs) i think this is one of those ones we won't even really see anything about i don't think so either i i don't I mean, maybe get a reference to it, but the problem is that with Carrie, there's so many jumps in timeline where mm-hmm. it's like you go from 50s, like the 1920s 20, yeah. and the 50s to like present day. So I think that like <clears throat> with this one, I think you've already kind of got the wine out of state. You might get more wine out of state than you yeah. do this. Um, you may not get either. Yeah, you very well could just get nothing regarding this or regarding either of them. Um, but yeah, I, I just think there's not enough to it that like calls back. Carrie specifically. Yeah, no, if 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 we're getting any mansion, I think we're going to get one and I think it would be the Wyandotte estate over the orphanage or over the Hartford mansion. I think that's just you can't have that many similar items in this one house. Next up we have Havoc Derailed. So this was a house in 2013. Um it's located in the Shadow Creek Labs. And this one was just very, very loosely tied into Cary, Ohio, because I, I could be wrong, but I don't believe um, Havoc, the original uh, Dogs of War, was tied into Cary, Ohio. But what this one is, is you enter aboard a train, and this train is transporting super soldiers from one town to the next. And this house served, like I said, as a sequel to Dogs of War. And it was, and that was from HHN 20. And it just very loosely ties into Cary, Ohio. But yeah, so this is it just very loosely ties into it. So essentially this train transporting all these soldiers crashes and the town it crashes in is Cary, Ohio. That's really all it is. I couldn't I tried to deep dive a little bit and I couldn't see if this I think the Shadow Creek Labs, I don't know if it's located in Cary, Ohio or not. If it was hundred percent in there, I would say maybe you'd get a reference of it because again, I'm trying to pick the most random obscure things this sounds again like the spawning where they 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 put a house together and then they find a way to tie it into carry it's carry yeah so yeah there's there's gonna be zero reference to this yeah i i I can't imagine this seems to me it's more of a havoc house than it is yeah a carry house it just happens to be that that at that at that event they wanted some tie to to carry yeah so they threw in the carry name to kind of give it some juice yeah. i don't really think anything other than that. no i don't think we're gonna see anything from havoc derailed or dogs of war so now this is an interesting one so now we get to the all night die-in double feature this was a scare zone in 2015 and the story of this scare zone goes is that the carry drive-in movie theater has been closed for decades after grizzly murders during a double feature 
It's Lights, Camera, Carnage, as the theater nicknamed Die-In by the locals lives up to its name. Now, there was a bunch of movie characters pretty much just walking around this area. We got Carrie, The Exorcist, Freddy vs. Jason, Bride of Frankenstein. You had a whole bunch of mixed match. The Purge, Psycho, Strangers, Thing, Nosferatu, Mummy. A whole hodgepodge of things. The Scare Zone was a sequel to the All Night Die-In from 2003. And a sequel to that was the All Night Die-In Take 2. But this is the first time that Carrie, Ohio was attached to the theater. So previously the two All Night Die-Ins were not quote-unquote attached to Cary, Ohio. This is what gave it the Cary, yep. Ohio drive-in. I'm going to say for All Night Die-In, um, I think we do not get a reference to this, and we will, and I will kind of explain my reasoning at a later house, which I think that we will get ties into that is very similar to this, but much more Cary, Ohio-esque versus the All Night Die-Ins, because the All Night Die-Ins were kind of best of IPs, where the director kind of pulled from. Yeah, no, I think I'm, I'm with you there. I know exactly where you're going with this. Um, we're not going to get anything to do with All Night Die-In. Um, this was, again, one of those things where it was already something existing in HHN lore, mm-hmm. but they wanted a reason to tie it into Cary, Ohio at that point. Yeah. There's, like you said, there's more recent houses that will kind of bring this theming in. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, did this, did the Die-In bring in either the the director or the usher at all or no um know? so this was kind of like the director's thing okay he kind of put this on or whatever so my, my point is, is i think with much like with the caretaker i feel like the director and usher are going to be more involved in the icon's house yeah than, than they are in Carrie's correct house. yeah so i th- i wouldn't be surprised if there was like an all-night dying reference in the icon's house um, but I think when it comes to this Cary, Ohio house, we're not going to get a reference to the all-night die-in. No. Next up, we have Hive, which is a house from 2017. Um, and this takes place 19 Hemingway Lane. So in the small village of Cary, Ohio, the crumbling house of 19 Hemingway Lane hides dark, dark secrets. Back in the 70s, a wealthy philanthropist, Nicodemus Felling, bought the property and watches so over it. But now the house now harbors a nest of bloodthirsty <laughs> vampires, and if you are foolish enough to awaken them, you will find no semblance of charm. Only I don't know a how savage I missed this one, but I I didn't hunger. read anything about this one before. Yeah, it's so interesting. This was a, I remember it being a fun house, but me saying that I remember it as a fun house should prove a point to its relevancy. I think I I don't know like like you talked about time frames are all over the place yeah they Um, really are and i have been obviously saying i want very different distinct things from the town but i don't think that vampires and like a house of vampires and a hive of vampires i don't think that necessarily fits in the town like i'm viewing town of carrie as like places you have you know the movie theater the meets meet you have a schoolhouse you have a haunted you know the wyandotte estate you have like places that you would find in a typical town. If there was a haunted hospital house in Cary, Ohio, I would say that you know, like something like that can tie in there. And you know, there kind of is, but we didn't. We're, we're not talking about it because it was only mentioned in the Q video, um, so it wasn't really directly in there. To get back onto the, the hive, um, you know, the hive is a house, and I think the vampire aspect is just a little too funky. 
to throw in with all the other stuff that, and I'm not the one saying yes or no to this, but the ones that I have said yes to, I don't think vampires would jive with as well. I think it's just too weird of a thing. Yeah, I, I actually think that they're, again, uh, keep going over the same thing over and over again, but I think this is going to be a reference, but I don't think you're going to get like the full... Oh look, it's, it's a house of uh, yeah. It's not. It's not going to be a, a house of vampires. It's going to be you're going to walk mm. by a few different places in Kerry, and one of them is going to be nineteen, you know, whatever the street name. Lane. Then, yeah, you're going to get a reference to the mansion, maybe but a I street don't think, sign or something. Yeah, and you might who knows? You might hear like bats in the background. Yeah. You might see something kind of lurking in the corner. Yeah. but it's not going to be an overt like, hey, these scare actors are vampires. <clears throat> yeah, I think. I think you're getting into a point where there's there's a lot of things that they reference Carrie in. Yeah. And they go, hey, look, Carrie's a town of haunts and all and yeah. vampires look, and what all else these is different here? things. Yeah. So I don't think you're going to get in this house necessarily like, oh, ghosts in this corner and vampires in this corner. But I think, again, much like the other two houses that we've already talked about, I think that you're going to get a reference mm-hmm. to that. Yeah. To, to the to the, to the um, house, the hive house. So you're going to call it that. So next up, we got Twisted Tradition. It's a scare zone from 2018. This is one of like my all-time favorite scare zones. And this is when they ancient evil took over Central Park, and it was all this crazy hellscape, and it was all rotten potatoes. Uh, rotten potatoes. Potatoes. Ooh. Yeah, not the Irish. The thing. Irish is coming out it's of you. The Irish. <laughs> rotten pumpkins. And there was like the stilt walker pumpkins and, and mm-hmm. you know the viney creatures and stuff like this. It was a big, like, old-timey, welcome to the township of Carrie, blah, 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 blah. So now this is a weird one to, like, tie in because scare zones generally don't have, like, ridiculously strong stories. Because it's hard to tell a story when you just walk through it. It's just got to be cool, like, characters and scenery. That's really all it is because there's no – you don't control the way somebody walks through a scare zone. You could walk in one way, walk out one way. You can zigzag. You can miss something. Whereas a house, you can tell a story because you direct them from yeah, point A to point zones, B. Yeah, with scare zones, you kind of have to tell a story in snippets almost. Like you have mm-hmm. to like each little scene in the scare zone has to kind of tell its own story. Mm-hmm. It can't encompass anything from the beginning to the end because there is really no beginning or end depending which end you come mm-hmm. in. Um, but you're right. I think that scare zones don't tell a great story. But I do think scare zones create or present really good options for yep. theming or setting, that type of thing. Yeah, so with all that being said, I don't think this makes its way into the house, though. Also keeping in mind, because we have that the Pumpkin Lord house, which is very similar to the Twisted Traditions, where it's kind of went Twisted, uh, Twisted Traditions, The Harvest. It, it They're kind of all in that wheelhouse. Um, so that's why I think that these characters, again, had they not put up the sign in Township of Cary, you would have no reference to know that this was from Cary, Ohio. And there was really no extreme implications of putting it in Cary, Ohio. So that's why I think, I think it's so not getting into the, the house. funny thing is, I think this is one of the ones where you and I are going to completely. So this is where I think we're actually going to differ a little bit. Uh, I do think you're going to get something or a little bit more from twisted tradition in the house. Cause I think because of the fact that we're going to get, potentially a pumpkin lord house i think they're going to tie the two of them together in a okay. way i think that pumpkin lord is going to be a new icon i do think that he's going to be referenced in relation to to carrie in the sense that he is the reason that twisted tradition happened and there's like he's and like I the, think, he brings the evil to the town maybe right. or something so my thought is that 
they're actually going to tie a lot of this carry house around the twisted tradition okay and make the reference to say that pumpkin lord is the one that started the tradition he's the one that created the tradition and has created these monsters who um have brought all of the evil elements of carry out into the open so i think that's I honestly, and this is crazy to think about, and I know, like you said, scare yeah. zones are hard to kind of really develop a story around, but I think because of the theme and because of the setting that it creates, I think that maybe you start this house in Central Park, okay. or at least you end it in Central Park. Yeah, like do like with all the pump, like a pumpkin yeah. walkway or something like right. that. Right. So that's kind of where I'm going with it. I don't think they're gonna go. To, they're gonna go full into it. Like the, like the scare zone would probably went in a, lit- a lot of different places, but I think they're gonna take elements from it. And kind of tie it into the pumpkin, uh, the pumpkin um, the lord, lord pumpkin, yeah. pumpkin lord, whatever. <laughs> um, they're gonna tie it into his house in some way. All right. And then last up for the things that we're actually gonna hit upon tonight, because I know there's a couple other things that are loosely tied in. Whether it was they said it in the entrance video cue or whatever, but obviously I left those off because I think that we hit the most prevalent ones. Uh, with our list and with the last one being Slaughter Cinema which takes place at the Cary Drive-In from 2018 and this is the house I was referencing when we were talking about the all night dying why I said we're not going to see that because there's no fucking way we don't see Slaughter Cinema yeah I will uh, duh yeah Ugh. yeah no I'm with you there don't it's test w- me Universal <laughs> it's one of don't those, fucking test me it's one of those houses where it's like I'm still bummed that I never really came down and saw it because I, I this is Probably outside of a couple IPs like The Shining and Freddy vs. Jason, this is like the original idea house that I wish I had actually found a way to come down and see. I love this. I'm house. so bummed that I didn't get to see it. And granted, I, I lived in the, I lived in Florida in 2018, mm-hmm. um, but for whatever reason, I couldn't make the event that year. This is the one that I wish I had gone and saw because I I love movies. I'm like you. I mean, we're just we're just so in, in awe of horror movies and the genre and to have a house built completely around that and include an icon or two icons into it i think is just crazy and yeah there's no way they don't include slaughter cinema in some way um this could be where they end the house even Mm -hmm. like you could be walking through the drive-in i hope so like at the very end and they're playing some of the movies that i hope this gets like half the house like so just going through, for those that don't know Slaughter Cinema, it's showtime at the local drive-in where you don't just catch a movie, <laughs> the movie catches you. Fear flickers on the screen, filling you with a mixture of dread and delight. Bloodthirsty children come out to a play at Deranged Kids Arcade as each 80s B-movie screams to life. <sighs> so pretty much they put 10 ridiculous B-grade horror movies and you just walk through different little scenes of that. So for the movies, they have the Foul Fists of Darker, uh, Dr. Faustus, Sorority Sacrifice, the Devil Dogs, my dogs right there, the Werewolf Biker Gang. <laughs> you got Pumpkin Guts. You got Shitty's Kids. That's my favorite one, <laughs> the Shitty's Kids. I love that um, The Cult of the Beast Baby, who is fucking awesome. He's like this like little, he's like Jack-Jack from like The Incredibles, but he's yeah. in like a cage and he's got like a little, it's awesome. Uh, the Amazon Cannibals from Planet Hell, which is like, the ultimate 80s like it's like the attack of the 100 foot woman or yeah exactly thing. exactly yeah. just like that you have barber shop which is great you have midnight snack 2 the house swarming an attack of the swamp yeti <laughs> that's so cool and that's probably where they got the yeti idea from the, the yeti yeah. house even if you think about it no i i need to see something from here i need from this list if i had to pick like 
three, I need the Amazon Cannibals from Planet Hell, Cult of the Beast Baby, and then it's a toss-up between Devil Dogs and Attack of the Swamp Yeti. Those are like, I need. And then like my really want is Barber Chop and then Shitty's Kids and Pumpkin Guts. The other ones I will take. Um, after I get all of those other things. So give me what I want. I would Dave even, Batista. Uh, I give would, me what I want. <laughs> I would even take new like new or yeah, ideas. even if they came up with like crazy um, funky new or new fun, ones. funny sequels to some of them. Yep. Yeah. Like I, it doesn't have to be like a complete like rehash of what the house was, but if you give me something along the same lines, then I'll be happy that I actually got to see something like that up close. The cult of the beast baby boss. Yeah, and it's I, a mashup with Boss be, Baby or whatever. That would be hilarious. <laughs> that would be funny. Oh, I'll take that all day. Devil Hot Dogs, and it's just hot dogs on a bike. <laughs> Pumpkin Guts, but it's just Global Guts, and you have to climb the aggro crag. Yeah, it could be even like, you know, uh, Pumpkin Lord is angry that they made a movie about him and didn't pay him any uh, movie rights. <laughs> Instead of Shitty's Kids, you get Kids Shitties, and it's just poop <laughs> everywhere with children covered in poop. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just take all these and flip them around. Schindler's list. Yeah, I think we're onto something there. Ah, uh, but yes. Yeah, so that is a that is a multiple thumbs up for me. Of yes, we're getting this into this carry Ohio. Yeah, I we think, have to. Have I think, to. I think you and I are both on agreement on in agreement that slaughter cinema is going to happen. Yeah, in some way it's going to happen. Yeah, if they if if they were ever to bring it back. Um, it makes most sense now in this. Yeah, setting. I mean, thirtieth anniversary. I mean, give me slaughter cinema yeah. too. Give me a sequel to this house, but like. If I if I get that next year, then that's cool. But still, give it to me now. I mean, hell, if we if we got like, you know, the the, the code name is Cary, Ohio, but it turns out to be a Slaughter Cinema Strictly House. Yeah, I think I think for the most part, fans like us would be still pumped. be in on that. I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, I get that it's not going to include everything from Cary, but it's one of the more popular houses of recent memory. It's one of the most highest rated houses in recent memory. So I think it would definitely bring a lot of people into the park it's definitely gonna be up there wow wow i thought this was gonna be long but we did we did fly through a lot of stuff there we did we spoke a little bit a little bit fast we went fast because i didn't want to stretch it and we're still at about an hour or maybe 55 minutes to an hour had we talked at like normal speed we'd be at like an hour 40 well, right now before we before we end the episode i will ask you yeah um i happen to see that the hollywood uh, latest spec Mac came out. Changing and a Halloween three's not on there it's anymore. Changing a little bit. They're fucking killing me. I, it's um, a little weird because right because Halloween Kills is now on there. Yeah. So and that's not even going to be out. Oh, yeah. Yet. So I don't know how they're going to do that. Um. And and who am I to go against? Um, I mean, granted, it's 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 a spec map. It's yeah. not confirmed or anything. No. Yeah. And they're going but off. But it's just interesting what they're told. because they're usually pretty close, yeah. if not completely right. Yeah. So. so I'm I'm very curious about what that means out there and what that could mean for us because, um, you know, all this this season of the witch speculation started when people started seeing, uh, lucky shamrock decals getting put. Yeah. Up. And and I believe I heard somewhere. I don't know if I've seen it or whatever. I can't confirm. But I, I, from what I think I may have heard was that they're seen taking those down now. So I don't know if like the Lucky Shamrock signage is up anymore in that Waterworld area of, of and that's Hollywood. Hollywood, right? Hollywood, yeah. Nobody in Orlando saw any of that over here. I think that um, seeing that over there kind of made made sense to put it into the house here. That there was a lot of confusion about. So I think that that house, that Shrek Theater house, is still so like up it's for so debate. up in the air. Yeah, and but part of me almost thinks that, and this is obviously 
you know, really speculative, but I think that I wonder if maybe that means that because there has been sighting of Halloween three elements, that maybe they are moving that to Orlando and we're going to get that here in Orlando. Could be. And that potentially they got some, they swung some sort of deal with the, the, the producers of the movie and got Halloween kills level stuff and like actually could put together a house. Yeah. I feel like it's super late in the year, though, to be like, hey, guess what? Here's We're a switching the whole thing. Yeah, you know, I mean, I feel like... And this is the cursed house. This thing went from Billie Eilish to Creepshow to Halloween 3, now it's to just, maybe something else. To... Yeah, I mean, I, the fact that the movie hasn't come out yet, it's not going to come out until so after like, the park opens. And it comes out... I, I don't know the exact date, but I, I think it comes out, like, late October. I would assume a Halloween-style date. Yeah, it's, which it's, is it's the in end October of the, Which point. is the end of the event. Right. If, you know, so I don't... I don't know how a movie that hasn't come out yet is a house. Yeah, I mean, Universal would, You're have, not they would have had to come up with some sort of crazy deal to yeah. get that. And, right? and, and, I mean, and it could just be the new Michael Myers, an old lady, Laurie Strode, and it could yeah, be like... Potentially, but like you, just still gotta get, you still got to get used for that name and everything. Yeah, so... Uh, That's crazy. I don't know. About. I'm... Ugh. I just hope that we don't. I just hope we're not losing Halloween three if it was potentially scheduled. Like if it was something yeah. that was like confirmed, and then they were like, uh, "Well, we can't use it anymore." I'm gonna be super bummed because like I, I would, I would kill to see Halloween three. House. I'm kind of at the point now where like with this house, I'm just gonna say like on a limb that like I wouldn't be surprised if it was not Halloween Kills, if it was not Season of the Witch. Nor was it creep show. Yeah, I would probably completely different. I would probably at this point say that's something completely different from those three. If that was to happen, my my thought would be that it was either a dropped like something fell through, mm-hmm. like they had. And that's rights, what I think it is. I think it fell through. I think because of the whole Billy Eilish house stepping out, scrambling to get some other rights, maybe not securing it. You know, maybe there was talk of, you know, because it was Creepshow on there. So maybe there was just internal talk and they caught wind of it. So they're like, okay. And then, like, those talks fell through. So they never signed it. And then they started talking with it. And then they heard that they were talking with this. So they were like, okay, well, maybe this. Uh, It it could be something out of left field. Maybe a Candyman house. Maybe a Gremlins house. I mean, Candyman's a potential. But even then, like, that movie's coming out right at, like, the height of the season. So, again, it's – I think with – the difference between – Candyman and Halloween is they they own the rights to Candyman. So they I know. Think, yeah. If I remember correctly, I think Candyman's a Universal property or at least owned by Universal. Yeah. So it's easier to probably get the rights to use it. Uh, I just, to me, it's like, again, this is putting a lot of faith in the spec map guys, in the Halloween... The Horror Night Nightmares. The Horror Night Nightmares guys, um, because they are usually really on the money. So the fact mm-hmm. that if they heard something... About there being a Halloween Kills house, even in just Hollywood, it's still, it's it would it would, it would blow my mind because like again, yeah. I feel like it was one of those things where they'd have to like pull that out of their hat somehow. Yeah, I don't know how you're gonna pull that. Uh, out how you pull that without out without spoiling the movie? Exactly. Like, like the best thing I can think of is like you said, is they they just have some characters like old old lady uh, Laurie and some yeah. Michael characters, and, then, yeah. and they call it Halloween Kills. Yeah. But, I mean, that movie coming out right at the height of the season, like, I don't know. It would... The only other thing, too, that I could think of is maybe they pulled back on the season of The Witch because maybe, like, when they were working out the rights, they're like, wait, we have a brand new Halloween movie coming out. And the one you want to use, which is a huge advertisement for the movie, 
But the one Halloween movie you want to use is Season of the Witch, the one without Michael Myers. Like, and then they're like, can you use anything else? And they're like, well, we've already done Halloween 1, we've already done 2, we've already right. done 4. Like, we've already done, like, The Curse or the, one of the, they did one of the later ones too. Like, there's really not much else to pick from unless we get Busta Rhymes up here. We're not doing H, <laughs> like, we're not doing fucking Resurrection. Like, Although you know, that would be phenomenal. I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'd be down with that. I mean, throw the the. I'm a weirdo, but yeah, throw the uh, spirit seekers in there. Hell make yeah. it the wind out of state, but Hell throw yeah. Michael Myers in there. And you I'd got be down. Halloween Resurrection. Treat, um, treat. But yeah, I don't know this. I, like I said, I'm not going to be surprised when it is neither of the three, and it's just something out of the blue. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think I still maybe... think it's going to be an IP, but I don't think it's going. I don't really? think really. But yeah, I think so. I think it'll still be an IP. Mm. I don't know if they'll they'll have enough. Not that they don't have like a back catalog of like i original stories ready to go, but I think IP is just easier to construct for them. Yeah, I mean, again, it's just one of those things where like they they can't construct a house in a month. There has yeah, to be to, there has to be time to plan and, and build. And for all we know, it's already in there sitting and it's built. For all we know, and and. They, we just don't know yet. I yeah, don't know. I guess I don't know. All right. Well, either way. Yeah. Got a lot of info talked about today. That's for sure. All right, guys. Well, next week we're going to be taking a break. The fact that me and Seamus have taken like three or four vacations back to back to back to back without missing an episode well, next has been crazy. Vacation for me. Well, not vacation, but uh, traveling. <laughs> traveling, yeah. should I say. Um, I got work traveling. We've actually. all been traveling and, and somehow we've been hitting every week. But next week we're, we're going to take a break. Well deserved, I think, at this point. Um, unless there's some crazy breaking news where we have to Skype something in, or even I'll just post a, a quick little 30-minute monologue or whatever. But I, I don't foresee that being the case. No, I don't Maybe think we, so either. Hopefully, we can have a slow week. I hope that just conjured the, the spirits to release some news. Good fear. Send it out. Send it out. It's going to be a super slow week next week for Horror Night News. Yeah. We're not going to get anything. We're not going to get any announcements. We're not going to get anything related to frequent fear passes. That's for damn sure. Nope, not at all. So next week we're going to be taking a break. However, we will be back the end of July on July 30th. And if the scheduling works out, we're going to be bringing another interview to y'all. Oh, boy. Yes, so... We're going to be talking with my friend Holly, um, and she is actually one of the staging riggers and art and like decor for Universal Horror Nights, Orlando, and she does the Horror Nights aspect of things. So we wanted to kind of wait closer to the season because hopefully by then some stuff is, is announced that we so can kind of talk about. talk about some of it, um, yeah. So, I mean, obviously we're not going to give away stuff that's in there no, and, of course and, and stuff like that but whatever she can talk about we will right. um, but obviously with um, the Haunting of Hill House announced obviously with Beetlejuice announced you know there, there's there's something on the table to discuss a little bit and how mm-hmm. you know maybe fun it is to, to live in, in a world that you watched you know growing up at, with Beetlejuice or watched recently in the past couple of years of Haunting of Hill House yeah I mean, it'd be fun to get another another aspect of you know, of a different aspect of how it comes to setting up the yeah much like we event. did we had a great discussion with justin we'll have him on again at some point just once we you know we're, we're killing yeah definitely we're, we're we're going through everything right now with as much um we're getting a lot of stuff to work with right i would now. love to do like an initial reaction event 
yeah, like type episode with him to oh, kind of yeah. go to kind of go through the scare zones that we go through. Yes, and kind of talk to him about how, how he set up, were done. yeah, yeah how yeah. he did a few things. Um, and, we'll de- we'll get something like that, but you know, we're we're definitely going to try to talk with multiple people um, that affect this event and put it on in, in different little areas um, because I'm very interested in seeing how this event comes through and seeing if everybody's timelines exactly the same or you know how that all comes to be but yeah for sure. that's what we're looking at for the end of july um so if you have any questions or anything that you want us to talk to holly about that we can logistically ask her then feel free to message us or anything like that but until next time this is nick and this is seamus happy freaking haunts cursed, cursed, cursed. you know it's halloween i guess everyone's a type of one good scare and again, I would just like to thank Vampire Stepdad for letting us use his music for our intro and outro music. So if you would, just go check him out, Spotify, Facebook. Again, that is Vampire Stepdad.